0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's up? It's Metal Shop and Metal Shop's Backstage Pass here. Uh, It's been a year and some now months of of not in person interviews but uh podcast interviews and, and radio show interviews from home uh but right now i'm i'm talking with someone who's a uh, state away so in normal times we'd probably be able to talk in person but obviously that's not the situation uh she's the singer for an awesome band called Dying Wish uh they put out a single called Innate Thirst most recently out on Sharp Tone Records uh Emma Boster how are you doing today
1: What's up? I'm good.
0: How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's it's awesome to be able to chat with you. I'm a big fan of the new song. Uh, I guess I might as well just jump right in and ask: uh, Is that in you know releasing a single? Is that any indication that we might get a like a EP or a full length anytime soon?
1: Yeah, um, we we have a full length on the way, um, and it's a. Eleven eleven songs that we worked on over the summer and yeah, it's coming. So you
0: worked on that over the summer? That's awesome. where, where did you guys uh record it and um you know, uh how long did it take to, to to finish up and everything?
1: Yeah, um we were in Belleville, New Jersey for five weeks and um, you know, first L P is definitely um it's a new experience, so um, we, we were there for five whole weeks and, um, I'm assuming, yeah.
0: I'm assuming that you probably worked with Will Putney then.
1: Um, no, sorry. Uh, we worked with Randy Laboe, So it's oh. the same studio. Oh, cool. Um, but Randy's kind of like, uh, Randy's kind of like the new guy in charge around there. Not nice. that Will's not doing stuff, but, um, Randy, Randy's, uh, Randy's doing a lot of the, the new stuff that goes in there. So we've been, uh, we worked with him and it was a great experience.
0: When you all went to, uh, New Jersey for five weeks, uh, did, was was everything written or was there some working on, um, songs in the studio too?
1: Um, well, we had our two singles, um, enemies and innate thirst Mm -hmm. that were done. Um, and we weren't exactly sure if those were going to be on the record. Um, and then we had some demos, for uh some new songs as well yeah but um i would probably say at least half the record was written there in the studio um cool. with randy
0: that's awesome right. so he he not just you know yeah produced or he not just like recorded it and engineered it but he also he gave some input as well
1: he did yeah um i would say he co-wrote okay. for sure um you know co-produced a lot of it um we also kind of added and changed some things to the to innate thirst and um enemies in red so um he was able to kind of like you know spice up just very very small things um so that people will kind of notice the difference when they like listen to it on the record um for those two songs but yeah
0: awesome well uh Was there a plan to do that all along or did the pandemic kind of just force you to go back and just decide to, to just work on the record instead of I'm assuming doing quite a bit of touring?
1: Oh, um, I mean, it was, I I guess an LP wasn't necessarily the plan. You know, we have, um, as of right now, we have only, I guess, eight songs out um, that are released and, um, So we kind of thought like, you know, we, we have to like get a little bit of more music out there before we release an LP. So we were planning on doing another EP. Um, and then we, um, ended up signing with sharp town. And then we talked about the idea of, well, you know, they're going to invest in putting out a record. So why don't we do that? And then it was just kind of like, well, it feels like we're ready to do a record at this point. So why not? And so, Um, we kind of changed the course and definitely the pandemic did play, play a role in that, you know, we, um, were able to invest more time in writing and, um, didn't have anything else going on. So, um, yeah, it it definitely did, but I think that we would have ended up writing a record either way because it just kind of was the balance that we struck with the, with the label. And so, um, I'm you know it's it's been a it's been a tough year for everyone and for us and but um it's it's a blessing in disguise that we were able to have this time to um, invest in, in writing our first LP you know and make it really special.
0: That's exciting. Uh, is there any uh any any date you can give us as far as like when it might be released or leave that up to uh, we'll hear it when we hear it. <laughs>
1: Um, I can't, I can't give you a date, but I can Fair tell you enough. that it'll be here. Um, it'll be here, uh, before the end of the year. So, um, but keep your eyes peeled cause we're working on a couple things, um, that, you know, the necessary things that it takes in order to kind of roll out, um, releasing your first LP that's all being worked on right now it's yeah. all in the works. So it's coming. Yeah.
0: So before, you know, pre pandemic, the band, it seemed to be hitting pretty hard. Uh, you know, you, you, you all did a tour with counterparts, which must've been pretty awesome for the band. Um, it'd be kind of exposing the band to like a pretty big audience, uh, of counterparts and, um, mm-hmm. some other big ones. Uh, I guess, what was that like being on a, on a big tour like that?
1: Oh, wow. I mean, it was different. Um, we, it was our first like big tour, you know, um, I, I, uh, I work in a venue or I did through pandemic. So like, I kind of knew what to expect as far as like, you know, um, run of show goes and like, um, just like the whole kind of like the professional aspect of it was really different. Um, but it was, um, you know, people learning about us and, you know, people, um, I guess like just kind of weirded it, it exposed us to a new audience that probably wouldn't have you know like come seen us um like people who are fans of us but it gave them an extra incentive to come see us because you know they liked somebody else on the on the bill that was a little bit bigger than us and so um you know we got to show those people like what we're really about and um meet some fans and um I I mean, it's just, it was a really great experience as far as like, we were able to also meet and build relationships with people in bands like, um, our manager, uh, who plays guitar and straight from the past. So that's kind of how we ended up meeting him was because he was on that tour. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it just an entirely like new experience for us as a band altogether, um, playing big venues and, Um, having a green room and you know just like all of those things that you kind of dream about being in a smaller band
0: yeah i mean playing vfw halls and stuff you're not going to get a green room and and you're definitely gonna have to (laughs) share a bathroom with the 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 audience
1: (laughs) right which i mean i don't I, i love that too but um yeah it's 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 another experience yeah So, uh, I gotta
0: mention that uh, we play, uh, on Metal Shop, we play a lot of Knocked Loose, and you may recognize Emma's voice from, um, she sang on the song called The Serpent's Kiss, or Serpent's Touch, my bad, and uh, you actually had Brian Mm -hmm. um, from Knocked Loose featured on one of your songs, I was curious... um, that must have been a pretty big look for the band. Like, did did uh, did that get uh, the band name out there to quite a bit of new listeners? Would you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that band is great for so many reasons, mm-hmm. but um, one of the reasons why Noctilus is so awesome is because um, they're the kind of people where they come from like a hardcore background, but they have been exposed to this entirely new scene of people, and so they are uh, they really want to take the hardcore scene kind of with them and like expose this the mainstream to um, hardcore like ethics and mm-hmm. sounds and stuff and so like it originally started when um, they had played in Portland with Jesus Peace okay. and Year of the Knife and I'm trying to think of who else, Terror, terror. I think yeah, was, that that was a, good tour. Um, a few years ago yeah yeah, they, like, hand-selected every local that played on that tour, um, so cool. if I'm not mistaken. They definitely, they, they like, picked, you know, um, which band they wanted to play, you know, from each city just so that they could, like, kind of, you know, show their crowd, like, hey, this is what's going on locally mm-hmm. near you. Um, so that's how we first played with them. And I just think it's really awesome that they, they just really go out of their way to care and, um, you know, show kids new music. And so um, they had hit me up and asked me to do um, A Serpent's Touch. And I was, of course, like I was going to do it. And um, it just became this kind of relationship where we were like, wow, like our voices mesh really well together. Mm-hmm. Like we should ask him to do Enemies because we wrote this really awesome part. And it worked out. And so we're super grateful for them because it's definitely, um, definitely has um, taken our band to another level, just being able to be associated with them in, in that way. So,
0: and I mean, it's not just being featured on, you know, uh, a really cool band. It's like that's a band, when that album came out, I remember it was like, uh, I mean, they are, there are very few CDs that they sell at Target anymore, but I distinctly remember they had Knock, Loose <laughs> and Killswitch, Engage, and a couple other metal ones, and I looked on the CD, and mm-hmm. I mean, it, you could, you and your mom could go, or your dad, you could go pick up that CD and have your name on the CD in Target. Like, that is really freaking cool. Like, that's, that's bad. That's funny
1: out. you say that, because my mom and I did go to Target, and we did do that. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs>
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> that's that's a cool moment, and then like uh, you know that gives like you know if your mom doesn't know what you're doing, you're like, see, mom, check it out. A little bit of justification, right. like I'm I'm making the right moves. All right, mom. Um, all right, so definitely. Uh, I'm curious about kind of like your your, I guess um journey into music what was uh even if it's embarrassing and uh you know i'll fully admit (laughs) that my first cd i ever bought with my own money was no doubt tragic kingdom which i still back awesome album but awesome if it's even if it's embarrassing what was your first cd or tape record uh what was your first thing that you used your own money to buy music wise
1: um it's actually it's actually not embarrassing um i remember i was in the eighth grade Mm -hmm. and i went to best buy yeah and i bought uh with with roots above and branches below by the devil wears prada
0: okay all right so yeah were you uh were you a fan of it was it the album art that got you uh did your friends like that band how'd you hear about devil wears prada and like what got you into that kind of music
1: I mean, um, probably my space. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, I, I definitely, yeah. So, um, Pedro who actually plays guitar in dying wish, um, we were friends in eighth grade. We went to school together mm-hmm. and, um, we were always showing music back and forth like a skylight drive, bring me the horizon. Yep. I'm pretty sure he's the one who told me about a devil the devil wears Prada if I'm not mistaken. And, um, And I remember, I think I streamed it, and then I was like, I have to have this. So I I went to Best Buy and bought it.
0: And I'm going to guess you put the song on your profile and added them to your top eight.
1: (laughs) Uh, Probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, I remember, dude, there were so many bands that blew my mind, like just from the MySpace era, and that was like... I remember getting super into, like, Suicide Silence and Job for a Cowboy. Like, when that Doom EP came out, and, Mm -hmm. like, I I probably added so many freaking streams to their MySpace totals. Uh, It was a good time, that MySpace era of music.
1: It really was. When music, or, I mean, it was a social media app that was also, like, revolved around music, and it, it was just really special.
0: It was it was an awesome app for or not app website actually that was before app, that was pre apps uh, that was an right. awesome website <laughs> for I found bands baited. that was a great site for bands like it you know obviously there mm-hmm. was like the like um, kind of the networking for people and you know people being I guess what you would call influencers these days but really for artists like because you could add all your music on there and and I mean Facebook. It was kinda of like pre-band camp mixed with Facebook, actually. I don't
1: yeah, know. Yeah, and you remember Last FM too?
0: Oh, I remember Last FM. I definitely remember Last FM. Um
1: Oh yeah. I I loved that.
0: I I used to go to a site called hxcmp 3com That's how I got my sick hardcore MP3s. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sound old. Uh, That's awesome. So, okay, so your first album, Dev Wars Prada, what was your first band t-shirt? Mine was also oh. No Doubt from Target.
1: Oh, you know, No Doubt is, Gwen is like one of, you know, she's obviously an icon. Oh. Um, I grew up on uh, Tragic Kingdom and Rocksteady, like yeah. that one, that my mom liked. Um, but, first band t, oh, I don't know. I mean, I could... I could tell you the first the first shirt that I ever bought in concert.
0: Sure, let's do that. Let's do that.
1: It was probably probably so the first um I, I grew up in a small town and then I moved to, to Portland when I was thirteen. And so mm. um my mom took me to Warp tour and I definitely bought like I remember uh Scary Kids Scaring Kids. Okay. Chiodos. Oh man. <laughs> It's kind of embarrassing, um, but yeah, I remember buying shirts at Warp Tour. I, I can't tell you the specific, the specific one. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but um, definitely Warp Tour. I remember surging on a couple tees um, when I was younger, but yeah, I don't remember my first tee to be honest with you.
0: So I don't want to assume anything, but just based on some of the bands you've mentioned, can I assume? Is it fair to assume that you were a bit of a scene kid?
1: yeah yeah i had a phase okay
0: okay so how yeah how scene was it did you have the um i guess you call <laughs> them uh snake bites and the big stretched ears and the, oh. like um the wh- what do they call it the hairstyle where it's like kind of like a spikes in the back but like or uh like big frizzy hair how what was your scene look
1: you know, I like I, I teased my hair for a minute. I had like the bumps and I you know, I had the big eyeliner and stuff. But yeah. um yeah, I don't know. That i had a mullet. Oh, so cool. okay. Apparently those so are back. Yeah. So I've been thinking about, you know, maybe reviving the look, but yeah, no, I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. But um Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was for like a couple year, maybe like a year and a half. Um, and then I, I discovered hardcore music and instantly I was like, I'm too cool. (laughs) So
0: exactly. I remember there was, Mm -hmm. it was like, it was like that, there was like a six months where you would see kids with cartoon neon monster merch you know and then then like in like six months later they'd be wearing like shattered realm basketball jersey you're like oh okay they discovered (laughs) hardcore so what got you from kind of that what you would call scene music or you know metalcore stuff what got you into hardcore like what bridged that gap you said because you know you obviously it must have been a band or you know someone reaching out to you or uh you know how'd you find out about quote unquote, hardcore and the stuff that you thought you were too, too cool for, you know, like, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm hardcore now. What got you into hardcore?
1: Um, I had a friend who was a a few years older than me. Uh, I was like 15. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, he, uh, lived just across the water, um, in Vancouver, Washington. And he was listening to, uh, Comeback Kid and Down to Nothing and, um, Rotting Out, um, which like was this, this is like early Rotting Out and Half Heart and, um, stuff like that. And, um, but he still, you know, kind of liked some of the stuff that I was listening to at the time. Um, and so he, uh, he like was showing me all of these new bands and then he, I wasn't old enough to drive. So he would like drive me to shows and, um, we would go to shows together. And so, um, it was like that one person who really went out of their way to be like, I think that you would really enjoy this. And so, um, yeah, I, I did. Yeah.
0: That's cool. So, uh, you get super into this music and then how did you pivot into actually working, uh, as a concert promoter or what, what's your, uh, I guess, uh, what's your role in that? And then how did you get into that world?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, well, um, it, it took a, it took a long time going to shows and just like being around, um, and feeling comfortable. Like, um, I, 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 I had a, a friend who, um, I think think it must have been 2015, 2015, 2016. And he was booking shows here in Portland and Mm -hmm. I I could just tell that he didn't want to do it anymore. He's kind of, um, you know, he had like a a full-time job and, and he was like, yeah, I I just like kind of am sick of this. And I was like, well, teach me how to do it and I'll do it instead. So he did. And I, um, um, I just like started booking really small shows at a bar here called Blackwater. They do all ages shows. It's like a vegan bar. Uh, pro- it's like a hundred person capacity, but it's like perfect, you know. Yeah. Did a couple shows at a VFW hall, and then um, I ended up through knowing people in hardcore. I ended up meeting somebody who worked at a local venue in town and got a job working at a product as a production manager there, and then I started doing assistant talent buying and it just kind of just all worked out based off of like me, um, you know, starting small and then just like working my way up, um, kind of just like through the experiences and then the networking and all that. So
0: when the pandemic is (laughs) over rather, so when the pandemic is over, whatever that means, um, do you see yourself back in that world?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would love to, um, you know, if, if I have, if my priority lies anywhere, it's definitely going to be with Dying Wish for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, just because I want to tour and, uh, be able to play music. I think I would rather do that than, um, work in a venue, but, uh, definitely when I'm not on the road and when I'm not making music, I would love to uh, continue to support other artists and make live shows happen here in Portland and just be a part of the scene that we've cultivated here that's so awesome. And I can't wait.
0: Absolutely. So uh, being from Portland, uh, or sorry, a small town, but then moving to Portland and kind of growing up in the Portland scene, uh what are some uh, mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite Portland artists? Because we're a Seattle radio show, so I tend to ask people, you know, what's your favorite Seattle bands of all time. But I'm curious about you. You know, I, I love the band Poison Idea. Um, what else? Uh, right. Um, some other Portland hardcore bands I got to see. I got to see a band called The Physical Challenge many years ago. Uh, what else? I don't know. Anyway, so what are what are your personal favorite uh bands from from Portland?
1: Well, currently my favorite Portland band and probably my favorite band that's ever come out of Portland is a band called Glacier Veins. And, um, they're, cool name. they're not hardcore in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're, they're fine to equal vision, which is actually based out of Portland, um, but they just put out an LP last year um, called everything glows and I mean, I don't want to compare them to Paramore because I feel like it's too easy, but uh, I feel like um, it, it definitely kind of hangs out in that genre, kind of like I like
0: Paramore. So, I to write that down. Glacier Veins,
1: yeah. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, and then um, there's a there's a death metal band called Vitriol. Oh, yeah. But, I got, um, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Cooper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, um, sick. Uh, super technical. Mm hmm. Uh, and I just like really, I really love their sound. Um, and then, uh, let's see. There's a there's a band from, uh, here that's their vegan straight edge band called, uh, X Cauterize X. Cool. Um, they're, they're cool. They're going to be putting out some new music. And then of course, from ashes rise, they're like one of, yes. uh, yeah, they're like one of the, um, the Portland, like metal metal core hardcore bands that like actually kind of made it into, um, like a bigger, a bigger, uh, scope back in the early 2000s. So I, I would have to say those are probably the, the Portland bands that I would, um, recommend.
0: Yes, and tragedy too, definitely going hand in hand with From Ashes Rise. Tragedy. Yeah, I got to see From Ashes mm-hmm. Rise at a matinee show at El Corazon with Paint It Black. What a random show! It was really good though. It was cool. Good. Yeah, and the Helm. That was. A
1: was, good it, was it? Was uh it?
0: Was it El Corazon or was it what's that small room next to El Corazon called? The Funhouse. It was El Corazon uh, before. <laughs> yeah, it was it was El Corazon because the Funhouse wasn't a thing yet uh, at that. But that was many years ago. Um, okay, so I'm yeah. curious about uh, you mentioned you know so you, you you did you mentioned this band Glacier Veins and you said not hardcore you know et cetera et cetera. What's a band or an artist that if we you know we hear Emma's voice, it's shredding, it's gnarly. We're like, oh, man, she's so hardcore. What's a band or artist that, you know, would surprise listeners that you love? Like, you just, you love them, and people would be like, what, really? I had no, would, never would have guessed.
1: Um, well, I am an absolute diehard a fan. Um, oh, cool. I feel like if anyone has ever looked at my social media, they might, they might, um, get yes, is, is fantastic her lyrics are just so honest and mm-hmm. brutal and just beautiful um and then also uh i've been obsessed with the new citizen record life in your glass world and it's just reminding me how great that band's discography is and so um those are those are two artists that definitely are um not hardcore but i just yeah. feel they just uh strike a lot of emotion in me
0: Uh, so, okay. So what's, um, what's an album if, okay. So this year's obviously been very hard on a lot of us, most of us, I'd say. Uh, and, and there's days, you know, whether it's political stuff or bad news or, you know, whatever's going on, very overwhelming days. Is there an album that you can reach for or go to, you know, stream, put on headphones at the end of the day that can, um, bring you back to a good place?
1: a good place.
0: Whether it be, you know, an aggressive hmm. album to get your, 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 uh, you know, your anger out or, uh, a delicate album to, you know, bring your mind to ease. What's, what's one that's like a go-to?
1: Hmm. Um, that's a great question. I mean, uh, there's uh, an album by Lucky Day, um, and it's B A Y E, mm-hmm. and it's called Painted, and it's like an R and B record, and um, that that every time I listen to it, like it just kind of like makes me want to dance and makes me feel good. Um, uh, I I definitely revisit it a lot even though um i overplayed it a lot when i first heard it but i would say painted by lucky days is, is a good one chrome neon jesus by teenage wrist also
0: mm. teenage Wrist?
1: if you've never listened to that then. yeah they they just put out a new lp on um, this year and it's really good it's kind of like it's kind of like 90s rock like third eye blindy mm-hmm. um but their, their, their last AP or LP, uh, Chrome Me on Jesus, is like really spacey and just like every song is super catchy and a hit.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, I'm, I should have probably asked this at the beginning of the, uh, the interview, but screw it. I'll just ask it now. Um, you know, besides the... <laughs> the working on the album and and everything, what have you been up to lately? And how have you been able to stay sane? Um, Do you you work like a day job or, you know, what's your day to day like and how are you able to stay sane during this time when, you know, a lot of us can't really see each other or go to shows and whatnot.
1: Right. Um, Well, I do work a day job and I work in a, I work in a vegan kitchen, so that's fun, you know, just being able to like make food. It's it's not really stressful and, Um, you know, I like the people that I work with, but, um, day to day, I've just, um, I've been exercising a lot, been trying to spend a lot of time outside. Um, you know, the band, we do practice and so we see each other like once a week. And so that is helpful being able to channel my energy into that and having a reminder to, um, you know, that I do still have this outlet for me to express myself through. Um, And then just trying to chill. (laughs) It's been a nice, it's been a nice break, you know, Um, it's too long, but I have enjoyed the time off.
0: So uh, during this time when we can't, you know, see you buy a t-shirt live from you, you know, give money to you that way, what's the best way to support dying wish right now? Um, as we anticipate the, the full length album, some in, you know, whenever it comes out, but what's a good way to uh, support you all?
1: Um, yeah. Follow us on social media because then we will update everything as soon as we can, as far as like how you can support us when we do have new music. So, Mm -hmm. um, our Instagram and our Twitter are both dying wish H C and, um, follow us there and we'll post updates when we have, New music on the way, and um, when we drop some new merch too, which we do have some cool. um, on our uh, website link in the bio. You know the whole thing. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Awesome. Well, definitely support them and uh, buy some some merch from Dying Wish and follow. Like like uh, Emma said, so uh, keep. We're anticipating a new new uh, album, and definitely check out the newest one, uh, and that is called Innate Thirst. Stoked for that. I have to ask one last question, though, and this is putting you on the spot, but we have to ask this every time. (laughs) So, if you could pick a scar on your body, Emma, and tell us the story of how you got that scar.
1: Oh, no. Um, uh, I have one, uh, oh, wow, I have so many, honestly. Cool. Um. I have one on my forehead. Oh, this is probably, I I had to, I had to get four, four or five stitches. And, um, I was probably about 10 and I was in a museum and, um, I got like somebody bumped into me and I fell and it was like the most dramatic thing ever. I fell into this (laughs) machine that was meant to mine gold, like in the 19th century. (laughs) And, um, So I hit my head on this like bolt that was, um, coming out of the machine and I instantly just like blacked out. And, um, wow. I came to, and my camp counselor, his name is Cameron. Um, I had a crush on him and, uh, he was carrying me down the stairs Mm -hmm. down to the bottom and he like got me down and like put me on a bench and, um, he uh he took off his shirt and pressed it to my head to stop the bleeding i just remember that very clearly um and then i i went to the hospital and had to get stitches and my mother passed out when she saw my open wounds. it's a whole thing but yeah what a what a crazy question (laughs) yeah
0: that's all wow that and hey and you even got to see your crush with his shirt off so hey you know
1: I did. I've been, it's, it's been chaos ever since then. So,
0: well, next time, you know, I swear we're going to do this in person and we'll have to take a look at that scar and then you'll have to give us a second story <laughs> of, uh, of another scar since you mentioned that you have so many. So Emma, thank you so much for taking the you, time. You got it. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time. We look forward to the new album. Uh, do you have any final words for metal shop audience and the Northwest audience?
1: Um, no, I mean just thank you for having us, and uh, we as soon as we can safely play shows and hang out with everyone, we'll be up there to to play a show in Seattle. So I hope to see you there.
0: Right on! Thank you so much for your time. Sweet, thank you. You're welcome. This has been Middle Shop's Backstage Pass.